politics has never been stranger or more online, which is why the politics team at Wired is making a new show, Wired Politics Lab. It's all about how to navigate the endless stream of news and information and what to look out for. Each week on the show, we'll dig into far-right platforms, AI chatbots, influencer campaigns, and so much more. Wired Politics Lab launches Thursday, April 11th. Follow the show wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Adam. Bo. Travis. Yes. My Christmas tree is gorgeous. It's the best Christmas tree in the entire world. It is 30 feet tall and it is um, 12 feet around and it has uh, 30,000 lights on it. And it's, it's anyway, you guys should come and see it. Can I ask you what hallucinogenic drug you're taking? No, it's real. It's okay. Fine. I don't have, I, my Christmas tree's five feet tall. How are you guys doing? Nine feet. Yeah, well, Christmas trees, supply chain, all that stuff this year. I, um, I always go late and I always go for the really good tree. You know, there's like the stinky tree and then there's the trees they sell it. Um, eh, you know, no, let's not name names like Whole Foods mm-hmm. or, or Home Depot, but not to name names. And I don't get those. I get them from like the farmer dude. And I try to get the Fraser fir because they're the better one, right? I mean, the balsam. Do you say balsam? Balsam, 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 <laughs> balsamic vinegar. But it's nice to know these trees are named after two famous actors, Martin Balsam and the TV show Frasier. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling, toss salads and scrambled eggs. Mercy. Oh, no? that's spelled different. I thought they were talking about Walt Frazier. He's with a Z. Uh, well, Fraser Fur doesn't have an I like the show. Well, oh. anyway, guys. So there, there's like I'm convinced that people they you know there was even a story last year from Home Depot where where Home Depot got sued somewhere in the Midwest for. Um, saying they were selling uh, Fraser furs, but they were selling balsams. Now that might not seem like a big deal, but balsam fir trees are more fragile, whereas Fraser trees are more expensive. So essentially cheaper trees were being sold at a higher price. A New York Home Depot saying the incident was an isolated labeling error. And, says and um, if Home Depot, let's just say maybe it was a clerical error, but maybe Home Depot was scamming people. Maybe. Scandal. Um, but maybe they didn't know. How would they not know? They're selling the... Oh, you're right. Because when you go to Home Depot, they're like, well, you could get this board or this board. And, you know, they have no idea what they're talking about half the time. I imagine, as with every time of year, there must be tons of Christmas tree scams. Uh, no doubt about it. Yeah, there's tons of uh, Christmas tree scam- uh, scams out there. You used to work doing Christmas tree stuff, didn't you? Yeah, with my uh, cousin, or for my cousin, more specifically. I did the computer stuff to kind of help with the logistics of uh, Christmas tree deliveries. So just when you thought it was safe, Christmas trees are online. But now, Travis has branched out. (laughs) He's taken root in a whole nother area. 
Now, I know you guys would say to me, leave me alone, but, you know. <laughs> Why? <laughs> anyway. Welcome to What the Hack, a show about hackers, scammers, and the people they go after. I'm Adam Levin, cyber Christmas tree in spirit. I'm Bo Friedlander, the happiest little cyber elf you ever did not meet. And I'm Travis Taylor, proud cyber Grinch. And today we're talking with Harold DeLucia. Who is this Harry of which you speak, Travis? Uh, Harry's my cousin, actually, and he owns a Christmas tree delivery service. Who dealt with a tree scam of his own. Okay. How's everybody doing? Herald of the Light, Dulucia. Harry, did you ever use um uh Travis's voice? on uh, at, like for for outgoing messages and stuff back in the day i think we did right Trav? yeah we did yeah and a, a couple of times if a uh, customer got unruly i'd call and just be like you can't do that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they get right in line yep harry we once had uh i once had well once uh, one of the many times someone's been super mad at me i had travis call up and leave the following message ready bring, bring. uh leave a tone after the beep this is god Bo is very, very sorry, and I want him to stop praying to me for your forgiveness. Kindly do so. <laughs> Thank you. It didn't work. Or <laughs> you will be struck by lightning tonight. <laughs> exactly. So, Harry, where are you from? I was born in Astoria, Queens, raised in Troy, New York, and uh, grew up in uh, Central Jersey. So I've kind of... Uh, and all over the Northeast there. Oh, where where in Central Jersey? Monroe Township. Yeah, it's a Middlesex County. Yep. Was that the district you were gunning for, Adam? That was, in fact, one of the towns in the district I was gunning for in the 7th Congressional District many, 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 many years ago. And you now live in, in Queens? No, I now live in Mayapack, uh, Mayapack, New York. It's a nice little lake town about an hour north of the city. Oh, wow. It's beautiful up there. You live on the lake? I do. Harry, how did you get into the Christmas tree business? 2012, I was sitting on my couch in Astoria, Queens, um, in a basement apartment, and wanted to think about different businesses and such. And we saw a guy carrying a tree on on the train. And my friend and I thought to ourselves, like, hey, like that's that's an idea. There's no Christmas tree delivery. You know, there's not, there's people who don't deliver Christmas trees. And so we looked up Christmas tree delivery and there was one company doing it at the time. The owners of the company, it's called Tyler's Trees. And they, they were guys with MBAs. They went, one went to Columbia and Yale and they were on CNBC talking about making six figures, um, having people order Christmas trees online and deliver them. Hmm. So I started NYC Trees and basically did everything they did, but at a lower price point. And then within three years, we bought them 
And then we ran both companies simultaneously with different price points. So Tyler's trees for like the, the celebrities and the people like the one percenters who, who uh, <clears throat> had a bit more disposable income. And then we had NYC trees was a bit more moderately priced. So Travis, you got the Tyler trees, you baller, you. <laughs> no, I, I worked on uh, both actually. Oh, you worked with Harry. Mm-hmm. So now both now both companies are one company. Now this year is the first year we combine them into a rebranded NYC trees. So this way we don't have to run two companies at the same time, have two different support staffs, two different customer service staff and such. It's a bit easier now for us. I wish I knew about you guys when I used to live in New York. It would have simplified things because as you know, it's it's a real pain in the butt to be schlepping Christmas trees all over New York City. Yeah, point-click Christmas delivered, really. And uh, this year we're expanded into Chicago and Philadelphia. So we have plans to go to Houston, L.A., Miami, and Boston in the coming years as well. So you can you can now teach us something. So were the one percenter trees all Fraser and the uh, NYC trees back in the day balsam? Is that like – and how, do you say balsam or do you say balsam? Or what do you say? Uh, you're right, balsam. Yeah, the, the, the trees for Tyler is definitely um, were like perfect, picture-perfect Fraser trees that people wanted to pay the top dollar for to get that highest quality product. Um, for NYC, we them, sold a mixture of balsam and Fraser. Um, but and people was, are buying organic trees now, right? Like, like that makes a huge difference. Yeah, it's just it's the big thing for people is the sustainability. You know, they, they think like, oh, you're cutting down a Christmas tree. How dare you? It's you, just for three weeks of a holiday season. What they don't realize is during that time that Christmas tree is in the fields, it provides habitat for birds and animals. Okay, it absorbs CO2, releases oxygen. We all know that. And and um, but uh, when it's cut, the farmers replant two to three seedlings in their place. So and then when the trees are after we after the season the trees are removed from the people's house um they get turned into mulch for city parks and schools yeah and it's also those trees are basically i mean it's just another agricultural product it might as well be asparagus i mean they're just they're growing they're grown and cut and right yeah big asparagus I think I said the trees uh, release oxygen. <laughs> I mean, absorb CO2. But yeah. Well, think of it this way. Good good for people, bad for the trees. Oh, did you say that the, you said it backwards? You said they absorb... Uh, yeah. yeah, it's okay. Those trees, those they, you should kill them. You should kill those trees for absorbing <laughs> oxygen that we need, the bums. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, if the Sierra Club is around here now, we'd all be in trouble. <laughs> Remember, only you can prevent forest fires. So you, um, Travis was telling us that he, he worked for you, which we didn't believe. And I hired him years ago. So I almost called you for a reference. It's nice to see you and nice to know that he actually wasn't lying, that he worked for a Christmas tree company. Um, but he did tell me years ago that there was some kind of scam afoot at, at your company. Um, what, what, what happened? Yes. Yeah, so we had a a delivery and at the time we didn't know it because our drivers they get paid for the tree every tree they deliver they get paid and and uh a couple weeks have passed and then we got a charge back where a customer who ordered i think like a 400 tree or 500 tree package and um they got we got a charge back and we said hey that tree was delivered we checked with the driver but then once we gave the driver the the address they said oh yeah there was something really shady about that place where the person instructed them just to leave the tree outside 
and they didn't want to. Is that unusual? Very unusual. Yeah, because uh. the service is to deliver the tree inside, install it, and you know, so the customer doesn't have Wait, to wait. Install? How do you install a tree? What, you mean you just put it like in the stand? That's yeah, exactly. Wow, and, that's high touch yeah. stuff, man. Yeah, so the tree goes into the stand, and then the stand oh, yeah, yeah. go inside the top. So usually you would deliver it. So they basically bought a tree and kind of put it where you would put it if you were throwing it out, or what? Yeah, they, they asked them really shady, like, just leave the tree outside. And my guys were like, to, to them, that was like, oh, this is an easy delivery. We don't have to take it in. We don't have to take it up the flights of stairs and uh, mess with the trimming inside the house. And they just left it and went on to their next delivery. Um, little did they know that that person uh, bought that tree with a stolen credit card. And it wasn't just a stolen credit card, right? Yeah, it was a, a, a Marine that was deceased that actually has like a really nice uh, record of his life and his volunteerism and things that he did. And like, that's his one way that they honored him to like steal his information, buy a Christmas tree um, under his name. And then uh, when obviously when that chargeback occurred, we still had to incur the charges for it because it was a stolen man's credit card. So do you think they were doing this to get the tree for themselves or to get the tree that they could turn around and resell it to someone else? Oh, for themselves. Yeah, for sure. Which is a, uh, that's a really weird mental image. I think that's one of the things that stuck with me about that because uh, stealing someone's credit card number is one thing. Stealing someone who is uh, recently died their credit card number, that's even worse. Doing that from a serviceman who died overseas, that's really bad. Oh, wait, but so I'm, he was I, a, he was a serviceman to... who died like in an act of service? Yeah. yeah. Man. And to do it during Christmas, like that's right. holidays. Like it, world can be so crap all year round, but then Christmas, we're all kind of extra jolly and everybody's nice and cordial. And you know, you help that person cross the street and you let that person out of the car go. And but yeah, this guy was taking advantage of a family and a man who who lost his life for this country and um just to get a christmas tree just to get a very expensive tree like one of our bigger ones or i, I can't remember exact size but well um, be he's a, he's a candidate for like we send him to the home alone house and see if he can survive that yeah. little kid <laughs> <laughs> sounds like someone who needs to get the beat beat clearly down. this is not a jimmy stewart movie that's for no, sure definitely. keep the change you filthy animal so how did you find out it was stolen uh because the chargeback the, the chargeback and then once we i believe and travis can elaborate on this mm. once that shopify gave us a chargeback saying that this person um didn't authorize this charge I, i'm guessing that was his family um we said no no we did deliver it, but the addresses didn't match up and and stuff like that. And then I believe we did some investigating, Travis, right? Yeah, we uh, looked up his name and then just saw that, yeah, he had uh, died fairly recently. Yeah. And so the family um, had, to, ha the family most likely did get this charge and they had a Christmas without their loved one who had died overseas and then this crap to deal with. Wow. wow. Merry Christmas. Let's talk about weight loss. Most of us have been there, struggling with the ups and downs. You lose some weight, then it creeps back. But forget those endless cycles of juice cleanses, soup diets, and the latest fad workouts. There's a better way. The Rope Body Program pairs a weekly weight loss shot with a real lifestyle change so you can lose weight and actually keep it off. Need support? Rose got you covered every step of the way, and guess what? 
You can do it all from the comfort of your own home. No more doctor's appointments, no more waiting rooms. It's that simple. Ready to take charge of your weight? Head over to row.co slash Adam to sign up today. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in a year. That's with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to row.co slash Adam. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash A-D-A-M. So here's the deal. I use Yahoo Finance. I use it to make money because it works. Not just because they're a sponsor of the show. Heck, I've been using them for years before they ever called to become a sponsor. I do a lot of investing, and I need to make split-second financial decisions, and that's where Yahoo Finance comes in. I trade stocks, and I trade options, and you can't trade them in a vacuum. You've got to know what's going on. Yahoo Finance gives you the opportunity to look at the whole picture. I mean, breaking news, editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts. I love the customizable charts. They have it all. At Yahoo Finance, I'm part of a community of over 90 million users. You heard me. 90 million folks use Yahoo Finance because they're helping you on your way to financial success. Visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com, yahoofinance.com. This harkens back to a situation many years ago, and there was some press coverage of it, but then it disappeared, is that a number of people who had been uh, dishonorably discharged from military bases around the country, uh, paid off people who were still working on those military bases, got access to thousands upon thousands of files of people who were attached to that base. And when those people were deployed overseas, and only when they were deployed overseas, did they then take that information and do identity theft against all of these people. And it, it was outrageous. And, and it came at a time where they really didn't want to do an enormous amount of press because there was an issue about how good the armor was for the vehicles that were being used overseas in the war, in the Gulf. And uh, there was already complaints about the fact that we weren't sufficiently protecting our troops. And that was over there. And the last thing they needed to have was information coming out that we were also not protecting our troops in terms of what was going on over here. Curious. Um, Harry, how uh, common is it to have these scams around Christmas time? I mean, do you run into them a lot? Yeah, I, I think over the years we ran into a few of them. Um, but now any, any charge that we get that says uh, that has even a moderate level, um, they, they have different levels like low level, moderate level, uh, of fraud. what level of what fraud i believe shopify labels it because maybe there's mm. an address didn't match up or they had okay. to the card in multiple times that might be a low level um if they had to yeah. match they use like a green yellow and red system so if i am just an idiot and i put in my three number code whatever that code is called the ccv wrong a few times it'll show up as low level no i don't think kevin even knows how to use a credit card I believe so, and I, I don't know exactly the code and how it works, but and that's only out of thousands of orders. You're only yeah. going to get a handful that might be low level. 
Okay. So that's, that's maybe the address doesn't match up with the credit card that's normally on file or whatnot. Most of the time, um, but most of the time it may be somebody from the UK ordering a tree for someone here and it's just a low level because it's flagged that here's somebody. But you let it go through then or you don't? Yeah. Well, we, they all go through, but when there's high level, uh, we call and, and we, we communicate with them like, just want to make sure that you made this purchase. Because now we have, we've improved our best practices so I don't get hit with a couple charges at the end of the year that people are, you know, having chargebacks and then I'm coming out with my own. So it affected you, you changed your game to make sure this doesn't happen. Absolutely. And our whole system has changed now where the, the, each, each tree has to be taken a picture of for confirmation, a picture where it's installed, the customer has to sign. So we kind of like, you know, dot our I's, cross our T's completely now. Great plan, Harry. Well, that was one of the uh, tricky things before, um, because the you do next day delivery so if someone orders something one day they get it the they get it the next if the tree is up or in the case with these drivers if they leave it outside someplace um the tree is gone i mean even by the time you uh, find out about the chargeback yeah so one of the questions when you talk about the one percenter christmas trees just interested what does a one percenter christmas tree cost these days uh, the packages uh, vary, but each package comes with the tree, the delivery, the installation, uh, the, uh, the a tree stand and such, um, as well as the skirt for the tree. Lights? Yeah, that's an add-on. They can add, they can get lights. We have a decorating team of about 15 people that go decorate trees. We did trees like Washington Square Park. But to answer your question, uh, they range from about, I think a four-foot tree is like $159 all the way up to a 14-foot tree that might be like $1,400. $1,400 for what? Is it decorated? Does it have like living elves in it that make coffee for you? Something like that, yeah. But it's it's a beautiful 14-foot tree that's, you know, cut to order and uh, delivered at the time that they wish and set up into their home or outside. With uh, ornaments and all that? No, 14 is just for the tree and the delivery and the installation. If they wow. wanted to add on the decoration service... It would, it's, it's more money. What's the top dollar? Come on. Big, biggest, like if they want little caviar buckets all over the tree, how much is going to run them? About $8,000. Nice. Yeah. We, we do a tree in, uh, in Jamaica, Queens for the Lions Club. Yeah. It's an 18 foot tree. They want it decorated the hall nine and it's about, uh, 7,500 to 8,000. Wow. Well, I do remember, uh, one year where you had a 30 foot tree requested, right? Yeah. Was, it, was that the Washington Square Park one? Yeah, I think so. It was just, it was this huge thing that like with having to install it outside, making sure it wouldn't blow over in the wind and all that, it was, uh, it was pretty detailed. Or, uh... Yeah, I, I personally don't sleep some nights because like, for instance, you know where the uh, the bull is in New York City? There's like, yeah. there's a thing the bull um, that people that go there and grab the bull's testicles for a tourist visit. Um, I'm in... New York. They, in the park there at, uh, I think it's called Bowling Green, at Bowling Green, they, we put up a tree, but he wants the tree on top of a stand. And what that entails is us putting a 12 foot tree on top of a five foot stand. And then I have to tether it with metal wires. And when on really windy nights, I honestly, I don't sleep because all I can think about is that tree falling down, hitting a tourist, that tree falling. So. I'm not too crazy about putting trees outside, um, but mm -hmm. we, we do do that for people. But the Diker Heights stuff. Now, if you don't know what Diker Heights is, I'm sure you do. 
Diker Heights is an area in Brooklyn where people have a fair amount of ducats in the bank and they spend it all on Christmas. And so you can see houses with hundreds of thousands of lights out there and like they have a they have Santa Claus, they've maybe some there's one that has like a 20 foot sculpture of Santa Claus that twirls around. You do any of that kind of stuff? No, we don't do big large installations like that. The most we'll do is like a hotel lobby. Mm-hmm. Um, we do hotels and, and building lobbies and stuff. We'll put some garland around, but we really just primarily stick to trees, tree decorating, tree lighting, and tree removal after the season. So after the end of the season, we remove the trees and then uh, partner with the parks department to be able to um, turn the trees into mulch. So all I want to know is, based on your experience in the Christmas tree business, what do you think the Christmas tree in Rockefeller Center probably costs them? $2 million. Wow. Because it's, again, I'm speaking on not the most knowledge with that, but um, from what I've been told in the industry, um, there was a gentleman I knew that had the contract years ago. And uh, I think it's really, it's connections. It's a little bit of mafia. And there's a construction company that now has that that contract and it, it's uh, years ago, it was over a million. So he and I both think that it's at least over $2 million. I mean, they're very That's well, a number. Harry, I got, I have a Norway spruce for you, baby. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I do. It's like 120 feet tall. It's huge. A Norway spruce. I learned my lesson there. I needed to find a tree for a very um, affluent client who we have to like sign an NDA to go into her home and such. And uh, for I can't release her name, but uh, in she has a staircase that goes all the way up, and we put it. It was Rihanna. <laughs> I'm gonna give you to the count of ten. We put a twenty foot tree inside this staircase. Wow! And so it's three floors. This townhouse in New York. So when you go to the third floor, the top of the tree is 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 at the third level, and it's this beautiful, beautiful sight. But to get it into that space. Like people just, they don't, they expect it, but they don't understand what it entails uh, just to be able to maneuver a tree and stay away from the staircase. And then we have to trim it to make sure it's perfectly fitting and not overlapping the banister as it wraps around. And um, You yeah, know who you should hire? Sorry? The Grinch, who stole Christmas, was really good at doing that with like the chimneys and stuff. Yeah. So. Hey. <laughs> how do you, like, for instance, how do you get big trees into skyscrapers in New York? It's, it's difficult. Um, I left a tree in a hallway before in the Trump Tower because people order, they order 13, 12 foot trees and the elevator is nine feet. And then I, I'm waiting two hours to get into the Trump Plaza. And there I'm cutting it as a like restaurant staff and people, hotel people are like walking over the tree. I'm cutting two feet off this tree and then we still can't get it in. And, it's just like, listen, we're leaving this here. It's uh, it's a nightmare. So the last thing I want to ever do. Um, last year for a country music star that was in the city, um, we delivered a 13 or 14 foot tree. He let us know that it was probably not going to fit up the elevator, but just failed to let us know about the 10 flights of stairs. And mm-hmm. the stairwell was not very wide. So me and four or five other guys, we literally... It was horrible, but we, we got it done. We just took it level by level, just fitting this big, massive tree around it. The entire space that we had was the tree, and we couldn't even be on the side of it. We had to be like at the end because we couldn't fit. 
but we wow. we got it up there and we installed it for him. Um, then he asked us to remove it. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> we'll remove it, but we're going to cut that in your apartment. And he was cool about it. So we just cut that bad boy in the apartment and took it down in like four or five pieces. Yeah, it's like, so how do you feel about chainsaws, my friend? <laughs> This spring, get out there, enjoy the weather, and recapture the magic of riding a bike with electric e-bike. With an amazing variety of models built for riders of all abilities, it's never been easier to fall in love with riding again. Plus, every electric e-bike ships free and only requires quick, toolless assembly. This is my first ever e-bike, and the experience has just been great. I was a little bit intimidated at first because I hadn't gone biking in a while, but the 500-watt motor that the electric e-bike comes with really gives you a nice little boost, especially if you're trying to go uphill or pick up some speed. Data shows that e-bike riders take their bike out more often. That means... You get more exercise, more exploration, and wait for it, fresh air. And riding an e-bike isn't like, it's not cheating. It's just making it possible for you to be out there longer on each ride. And speaking of things going a little slower, you can finance electric e-bike for as little as $49 a month. Get into spring with electric e-bikes, the number one selling e-bikes in the nation. Get your adventure started at electricebikes.com. And please mention that What the Hack with Adam Levin sent you in the post-checkout survey. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Based on what you went through with this particular tree, and this was obviously a teachable moment, what are things that business owners should be looking out for in order to avoid this kind of scam? Definitely the uh, the fraudulent uh, checks in the back end, you know, even if it's low, moderate or high, to have one of your customer service or administrators check that out and give them a call and, and confirm with the owner of the card or with the person whose name is on the order if the charge is, is accurate, if, if they authorize the charge. Well, that's, you know, again, that's what we always tell people is that, you know, go to the source. Uh, and that's very important to do, because if you don't go to the source, you could be sorely surprised by, by the results. So you're right. Yeah. You're on the hook for the loss. You know, no one's going to cover that but you. So if you don't do your due diligence and you don't do the, you know, the best steps to, to not allow that to happen, you, you may pay the consequences as I have had to. So I have a question. So with the credit card chargeback, there's there's no insurance that you can have that protects the business against, let's say, a a wave of these chargebacks, or it's, it's all on the business owner in order to make absolutely sure to confirm all the details and make sure you're dealing with the right people. Well, from the past, they've asked us information like proof of the tree delivery, and then we can show them like, look. This is the confirmation of the tree, the purchase order. This is the confirmation from the driver. Um, but without actual evidence, like a picture, 
like what we have now. Right now, you go into the house. Our drivers cannot, on their app, they cannot go to their next delivery and tree order without finalizing the, the one that they're currently on. So it needs a picture. It needs to be a picture of the tree standing inside the house, and then it needs signature authorization from the person who ordered it or a family member that's in the house at the time. So those steps in place protect us from this really happening ever again. Well, one of the other uh, things too is um, I know you can adjust the settings in uh, Shopify and other e-commerce platforms like that just to say that you won't even accept something if it has a, a certain level of risk, but also the uh, payment processor um, that can be configured too, that you can say, you know, if the address or zip code doesn't match, you can say that that you just be like, that's a deal breaker and you can have it be blocked off uh, immediately at the checkout. So um, have you found that it's better just to do that, just to err on the side of caution more? Or do you think that would, uh, cut into your business too much? Yeah. I, I, out of, out of the, you know, a couple thousand trees online that we do, I only see maybe a couple of like ones that have uh, risk of fraud on them and they're very, they're low typically. Um, but that's a great point. And I don't think, uh, we've ever explored that. And I, maybe I'll bring that up because, um, yeah, that would, to eliminate, but would it would it cancel an order or two? Would it prevent somebody from purchasing? Possibly, but then they could reach out to us and say, "Hey, I'm trying to order a tree. It's not going through," and then we could, you know, capture their order that way. But yeah, a- you know, I'm wondering, like, also just on your website, there are ways in which you know, a website itself can be affected by hackers mm-hmm. who are trying to capture information, trying to capture uh, money. And yep. I don't know, like, what, I mean, I, the thing that comes to mind is the ma- magic cart. Um, or a mage cart, yep. Mage cart. Uh, what is mage cart? Uh, mage cart's a type of hack on e-commerce sites where they, um, for the most part, they put something called a listener in the code. So when a customer is entering in their credit card number, this will actually intercept that. So how do you protect knowledge. against that? Um, one of the big ones is that you need to vet the types of plugins or extensions you're using on the site. So mm-hmm. for instance, um, Shopify, but same as any major e-commerce site, it's going to have little add-ons that you can do. So if you're going to be doing, say, local delivery, that's an extra little uh, application that you're putting on there. And it's it's unlikely that Shopify itself would get hacked, but all you need to do is hack one of those plugins. And once you hack one of those plugins, you can install that. Uh, you can... And is that open source, Travis? Can anyone <clears throat> get into those plugins? And uh, Shopify is not. Shopify is closed source. It's a little bit closer to the um, Apple App Store. Okay. Uh, but WooCommerce, which is the most widely used, uh, and Magento, which is what MageCart's named after, mm-hmm. um, those use a lot of those. That's how uh, both Macy's and Ticketmaster got hacked a couple of years ago. No one actually hacked Macy's.com or Ticketmaster.com, but they took over an open source plugin that hadn't been updated in a while, and they, then they just added a little bit of code saying, um, you know, every time a credit card is entered, just steal that info. And for a very small amount of money, Harry, we will let you talk to Travis about what to do to protect your site from Magicard. (laughs) (laughs) We also want your customers to know that if someone comes in their apartment and takes a picture, you're not invading their privacy. You're protecting yourself in the transaction. We actually had a couple of clients, according to some of my drivers that like, Oh, what are you doing? You're taking a, some of these people's apartments, they're taking like, it's a personal elevator that may go up to the library room or something, you know, and, and they're like, no, we're just we're just authorizing, you know, the delivery. It's part of our process. But yeah, that's a good point. Um, 
to all, let them know that we'll be taking the pictures too to, as part of the transaction and not it's not them. a bad idea because you know out in the where i live um all of the delivery people they t they have to take a photograph of the package in their hand at the door um as part and of in fact process. where where bo lives the delivery people come by horseback so it's uh, and the packages get ha stolen half the time by the local bears that's true yeah <laughs> so now what i'm another step we're taking is last year the first time ever we had an issue with damage to a client's apartment and prior to which i consider possibly fraudulent as well prior to the delivery the lady who worked with the biden administration was very 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 um keen on letting us know that if there's any scratches around uh, on the floor of her 5,500 square foot Soho flat that uh, you can't- How big? 5,500 mm, square geez. foot. You can't replace any of it. it. The entire floor needs to be replaced. So me, I'm like, hey, that's not an issue. We, we do deliveries all the time of that size tree. And um, one of my managers said, listen, this sounds like a little bit of a red flag. The lady keeps on mentioning her floor and if there's damage, their whole thing needs to be replaced. So we went in there, we put a night, we put a um, protective layer down on the ground. Everything was perfect. I was on site for it too, to mm -hmm. ensure that it was perfect. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, a couple of days after we removed the tree, we, she sends us pictures of a scratch that was near where the tree was. And saying that it's our fault that the, the 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 stand scratched the tree, and I said no, we had this protective layer. There's no damage to the protective layer, um, but our insurance had to pay it out. It was like forty five thousand dollars to replace her no. entire floor. Yeah, and we had to replace her floor, or the insurance company did, and they said that we didn't have any pictures of the area prior to the install. So it's like, oh man. This is why they take pictures now at parking garages because they want to show like the car had no scratches on it or it did and yeah. they have dents like that is insane and that is a good scam that actually you you saved the best scam for the end of the end of the episode which is somebody who knows they want to get their floor replaced yeah. so they tell you this whole rigmarole make sure you're bonded and then they nail you. Yeah it is it was really uh, something else and I just wow. couldn't believe it that I didn't like take the precautions, like knowing that my manager was like, hey, this is like a red flag to me. And I was like, no, we deliver these trees all the time. It's not an issue. Sure enough, a four inch scratch, who the lady says she had trees put in the same spot every year. So that might've been the company, it was called Soho Trees that typically did her tree delivery, one of our competitors. And then they were out of business last year due to COVID. And then they had us come and deliver it and who knows if that damage was from the year before i can assure you that damage wasn't from us i was there for the entire install there was never a scratch never no never a concern okay um, so don't if you listen to our show i want to point out that even though it's not in the bible this is against the rules do not get your floor redone by getting a delivery christmas tree and making a big deal and then you know making them pay for it that's not cool yeah <laughs> Again, it kind of does go against the spirit of Christmas too. Yeah, it's yeah. not quite the same as going after a after a, a fallen soldier. But hey, Harry, one last thing we we neglected to ask you in the beginning, and that is, is this your full time gig, or are there other things that you do? Yeah, no, I do quite a bit. I'm a public school teacher in New York City. I teach at Columbia Secondary School, Phys Ed and Health, 
And then I also, besides the tree companies, I own and operate uh, Putnam Paint, which is like a paint and contracting company in Northern Westchester and Putnam counties in New York. When do you sleep? Um, I do, you know, <laughs> five, six hours, I'm ready to roll. <laughs> so Harry, if people are looking to order a tree this year or next year, uh, where can they find you and your company? Yeah, they just go to nyctrees.com and then they can pick the size of their tree they want and the date that works best for them and boom, Christmas is delivered. So we deliver everything but the presents, even decorate and install lighting. And oh, it's great. Okay, so yeah. that is the sound of a child filled with joy. For the oh, holiday. it's Santa! Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, they can go to nyctrees.com and order their tree delivery. And our uh, Christmas elves will deliver to their home, office, place of business. Or Is that one of your elves, by the way, that we just yeah, saw? That's our main one right there. Hey, Adam, did you get any... Uh... Uh, shopping cards? You get any of those those store cards? What do you call those cards? Gift cards? You got them? I mean the gift cards? That the ones that you send me the you send me an e card with the gift card attached to it that I'm supposed to click on the attachment and then all of a sudden you're in my computer looking no, at no, every no, no. keystroke. I send you 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 I know because you know you you do pretty okay so you got you know you make good coins so I always send you ones that I've already spent all the money on because I know you're not going to use them. So it looks well, like you got a hundred bucks and then. Yeah. Which, and now advice on gift cards. First of all, um, make sure that you get a gift card from a reputable source. Be very careful. If someone says I can give you a deal on gift cards or you can get several free gift cards. If you only give us this particular information. Oh wait, you mean like a dude selling like a gift card on the sidewalk outside of a store or something? Well, it's the digital equivalent of, it's the digital dude selling the gift card somewhere online. And the other thing, too, is if you're going to get a gift card at a well-known retailer and you're physically in the store, make sure that you buy the gift cards that are available behind the cashier or right in front of them as opposed to those that are somewhere off to the side. Why? Because someone can come when no one's looking. They can take off the back look at the uh, code, which activates it, and then put the little protective covering back. Well, they might so just leave that, it scraped off, actually. They might leave it scraped off, which should also be red flag. If you see that the covering for the authorization code is not there, that should be a huge red flag. Travis? Yes. What do you have for advice on Christmas? If you're ever shopping for a gift online and you see an ad for uh, just the must-have gift, like PlayStation 5 or what have you, at an unrealistically low price, it's unrealistically low because it's a scam. I think that's one of the ones I see uh, most commonly. A lot of these places will uh, run an ad on Facebook just until they get caught. But they'll say that they're selling something at a cut rate price, that they're uh, having a going out of business sale or something like that. And it's just, they that's how they uh, snag people. No, and the truth is the toy is still on a boat circling around a harbor somewhere in a container because supply chain's real. This year's exactly. going to be hard. Yeah, and there's so many shortages this year that I think that scam is going to be uh, really popular this holiday season. 
Now, I think the most important thing to keep in mind whenever you're shopping online or you're doing anything involved in the Christmas holidays is you are giving the gift. You are not supposed to be the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, and that, you know, there's there is uh, danger everywhere, I have to say. Like, even even the Home Depot story where they may have been selling, you know, Frasier as balsamous Frasier or whatever. I mean, that may have been a mistake. Maybe someone maybe just labeled them wrong or entered them into a computer wrong. But, you know, just you got to be have your, your wits about you in the holiday season because the pitfalls are everywhere. So, listen, if you like What the Hack with Adam Levin... Get down on your knees and tell me you love me. Keep listening. Download it every week. It, we're here every week. And, um, and you can really help people find the show by doing a few things. One of them is writing a review. But if you don't have time, Adam, what else can they do? Give us five stars. And we're available wherever you get your podcasts. What the Hack with Adam Levin is a production of Loud Tree Media. It's produced by Andrew Stephen, the man with two first names. You can find us online at loudtreemedia.com and on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Adam K. Levin.